This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 55. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts... Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick, and I am joined by my co-host Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. What is going on, Lisa? We are recording a podcast. That's what's going on. Hey, you are with it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we so have the, the nerdiest intros. Hey, speak for yourself. I am. Actually, I'm making fun of myself. Uh, no, I'd have to agree. All right. This is this is a show about the art of colored pencil. I, I mean, applying it to myself. <laughs> Sound like I was picking on you. Where we discuss tips, techniques, shortcuts, and all the nitty gritty of this medium that we love so much. Now with even less fluff, right? New format on the show, I heard? No. No? Okay. No. <laughs> All right, so what are we talking about today, Lisa? Today we are answering some of our listeners' questions. No, wait. Yes, that was right. Today we are answering some of the questions that our listeners have sent in. We posted over on Facebook and got some pretty interesting questions. Yeah, we did. We got um, a big mishmash of all kinds of stuff. So we're just going to, you know, do this uh, shotgun approach and just start going through them. So, what is your earliest memory of creating art? What do you think, Lisa? Crayons. Crayons. Very young creating, working with crayons, and that's pretty much how I remember the majority of my childhood. I can't give you a pinpointed point. Was that with Neocolor 2 or? Crayons, huh? <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, yeah. I, I would say for me that, w- that was the same thing. I was drawing crayons mostly with green cr- crayons. I was drawing dinosaurs, and my grandmother would tell me I was the best artist in the whole world, and I thought she was right. I, I do remember great. one time coming home with a picture that I had drawn, which was apparently an elephant, and I showed it to my mom, and she didn't know what it was. And I do remember being very, very upset and yelling at her that it was an elephant, but I couldn't pronounce elephant right. So I'm sure my, you know, <laughs> three-year-old little tantrum right. of it's an elephant on my r- random squiggles, I That's do funny. remember that. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was quite upset. She couldn't tell what it was. <laughs> What are your opinions on suede mat board for colored pencil pet portraits? Well, I've not ever worked um, on suede mat board. Neither have I. I need to, though. I've yeah. Seen yeah, I would like to work. do that. Right. And I've seen some people do some, some uh, good stuff with it. And, yeah, I would like to try it, too. I think I've seen, I've seen some write-ups also and some tutorials on that. So Yeah, it's definitely on my to-buy list. One of the next orders I place through Dick I'll probably pick up some. Well, we should put that on the list to uh, after we both use it to yeah, do a podcast a on that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, definitely. So what about embossing or denting tools? Do either of you use them, and have you tried them? Any pros or cons? Um, I do have one of those, um, what is it called? It's a double-sided embosser tool. I can't remember what it's called. Is that what it's called? I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, I have used that a little bit for impressed lines, for colored pencil, and... There, it's okay. It's I, I've seen other people use uh, a number of things. I've, I've seen somebody use a an ink pen, a ballpoint ink mm-hmm. pen that uh, doesn't have any ink in it. 
uh, take the the ink out of it, that kind of thing. Um, I personally, I mean, they're fine. Some people like that a lot. I don't really care for that kind of thing. Um, you know, I mean, for me, I I just like using the pencils to to do the work. I mean, to me, it just starts. It's just personal preference. It just starts feeling a little gimmicky, like I'm trying little tricks and stuff. There are I don't things know, that I but. think that it works really well on if you are one who more, well, even burnishing. The techniques I use, whether it be burnishing or odorless mineral spirits, they don't work well for me because the odorous little mineral spirits are going to dissolve Sink that colored pencil into, into those crevices, yeah. so that doesn't do me any good. And the same thing if I'm burnishing, I'm flattening out the tooth anyway, so that mm-hmm. doesn't do a lot of good. It works really well if you're continuously layering in light layers and you're not burnishing and you're not using odorless mineral spirits, but for me, definitely does not work well. It I just did, depends on your technique. I did do some tests um, when I was drawing that uh, $20 bill that I did of my uh, daughter um, holding a $20 bill, and I did do some tests on some test paper where I took – uh, the impressed line and made that, and then I I tried using uh, white pencil inside there so that it would uh, um, hold up better. It would keep that line, uh, you know, with an extremely sharp pencil going into that groove, mm-hmm. and that seemed to work okay. I there again, I just don't care for that type of technique, but yeah, it can be used quite effectively. Do either of you use soft pastels to cover large areas, backgrounds, especially Lisa with her hand pain? Seems a bit quicker. Seems a quicker method of getting a general color down. Me? No. I don't. I don't like how pastels feel. I don't like the chalky, gritty feel. It's this weird, like, OCD thing with my hands. Anything dry freaks me out. I've seen it done well. It's just not my personal choice. Yeah, there again, I'm the same way. I don't I don't care for the way soft pastels feel. And I try to get over that because I really love the way uh, some of that looks. Me too. Oh, I like the way it renders. Beautiful. Yeah, but okay, if you put a soft pastel down and you get that slow graduation of, um, of color like you're wanting, then you're taking pencil over some of that sometimes and it... And then there again, I don't like that feel. I don't like yeah. the feel of the wax yeah, or oil-based pencil. Yeah, you have to be pencil careful that they're not really overlapping each other much because yeah. they don't play well together. You yeah. can do them in two separate areas and I think get beautiful yeah. results. I've seen that done too. But yeah. you definitely get some weird looks when you try to overlap one over the other. Either way. Um, then, but, th- but there are people that do that and overlap. And then protecting it also is another concern that I have mm-hmm. with soft yeah. pastel. I mean, I, I don't know. It just... I'm just not real sure how. I think I Wendy Lane recently has well. been doing that, and she did it on some of her really large portraits, and it was stunning. She did such a great job. So it definitely is a possibility. It's just not. Yeah, my there are some people choice. that do that really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, our next question. I always get overwhelmed when I start to pick colors for my underdrawings, or for the first initial base layer. So my question is, how do you know which colors make the best underdrawing or base color? You're not going to like this answer. Experience, practice, and trial and error. That I mean, it really, it's not something where I'd say, if I'm drawing a rose, I will always use this color. It depends on the shade. It depends on the lighting, the shadows. There's so much. I do use tools like Photoshop, and we'll put a link in our show notes to the video where I show you how I use Photoshop to pick my colors in general. But as far as the base color, I keep a scratch piece of paper, and I experiment. I see, okay, what happens if I put this color down first and this color on top? What if I, you know, just a little, you know, maybe nickel size sample to test out what those colors will look like. But I'll do it 
the test on another piece of paper first. And it will get to the point where you've been doing this long enough that you don't have to keep testing. I occasionally do have to do tests still, but it will get to the point where it's easier. And really, it does come down to experience and, and practice. Yeah. Well, the other thing about that is the same same thing would happen, I mean, if you're wanting to go with a colored surface. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. It's color matching and deciding how you're going to layer the other colors up on top of that. And one of the things I think to think about is what is going to give you the most time savings and be the easiest to render the other colors that you're going to be using. With portraits, I mean, if I pick something that I feel like is a good middle value for for the face or for you know whichever color is predominant all i'm doing then is pulling out highlights and so i'm using less pencil when i'm doing that and then i'm pushing back uh, the darker shadows and that makes it it just speeds up uh, things and so i think about that i try to think about what what will make things quicker all right our next question is i'm not sure how to use solvents to make the effect look well what is the best solvent that i could purchase in the uk this is, well, okay, twofold. For using the solvents, one of the biggest mistakes, it's not something where I can really answer on the podcast all the things about it. I do have a video, and that is another thing we can link in the video or in the show notes um, showing you how I use them. But the main problem I see when people are using solvents is that they don't get enough layers, enough pigment on the paper before they use the odorless mineral spirits. They, you know, put a few light layers go over it with the solvent and, and nothing happens. Yeah, no, it's like <laughs> nothing changed. It looks you, the same. Yeah. I just got my paper wet. Why did I do this? Use more layers. I've usually got, you know, a good three, five, six, seven layers on that. I do light layers so that I'm not damaging the tooth of the paper, but I've got a lot of layers on that paper before I ever use the solvent. It works best with a paintbrush. If you can get used to using the paintbrush, you're going to have more control than other like blending stumps I've seen people use that removes more of the colored pencil from the paper. So I don't like that technique. As for what is the best solvent to use in the UK, I don't know everything that you guys have there, but I'm pretty sure you have Gamsol and Gamsol is an odorless mineral spirit and it really is very odorless. So For those who might be sensitive to it, I strongly recommend that. So if you can get your hands on that, that would be my choice. Yeah, but the other thing about um, using the solvent before you get a a lot of pigment on your project is that you're going to remove it. And that's part of the problem that people will have when they first start using solvents is they're disappointed because they they think, well, I just took everything off that I just put on there. Well, you got to get enough on there first. When you get the solvents too, you put, you know, let's say you put five layers, you add the solvent and suddenly it looks way more dull than it did before. So now you add Mm -hmm. another three to five layers, add solvent, another three to five layers, letting it dry in between. I do want to stress that part, let it dry in between layers. If you use your pencil on a wet paper, you can damage that paper quite badly. Yeah. So letting it dry, your put your next layer of solvent, um, and you just continue this, and the colors will start to get more and more bold this way, and you can just build up to whatever you want. But usually it's that people aren't doing enough layers, whether it be their initial layer before the first thing of solvent, or they think one time with solvent and that's it. This is a slow, ongoing process. So our next question, is there any special white color for highlights over a colored pencil drawing? I use Prismacolors, but the white is just useful in my case for blending some tones. I can't see the white at all. What are the best papers for colored pencil? This person sounds like maybe they're um, somewhat new, perhaps, to colored pencil. Colored pencil medium is a translucent medium, and so you're not going to be able to layer a white on top of another, like a dark layer, and get get an opaque look. It just won't happen. Um, so 
you'll you'll have to prepare for that just like in watercolor you have to prepare for that ahead of time and preserve the areas that you want to remain white um, if let the white of your paper show. Yeah, through. let the if white. You know you're going to need a really through. white whisker or a real, really white highlight on the eye. Don't put color there first. Let the white show th- of the paper show through. And what I like to do is put my white colored pencil down first in those areas to help protect the paper. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good tip. And then uh, even if you do accidentally go over it with a darker color, perhaps, then you can scrape that back off. Yeah, yeah, it definitely to. helps. And there are some other white pencils that I really like. The Luminance White is a fairly opaque pencil for being colored pencil. And the Derwent Drawing Chinese White, that one is amazing. I love that one. It's really thick, so it's not great for tiny detail. But that one's pretty good, too. But again, you're never going to yeah. get anything white, white. Yeah. Unless there, you're Yeah, it always seems to me like they're marginal differences. I've got a whole bunch of white different white colored pencils and and they're all translucent. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're it's and marginally And your color white is decent. So not That's that not much. a bad pencil. Yeah. So the problem right. here is really just let the white of the paper show through. Now, as far as the best um, papers to use for colored pencil, I mean, that's all opinion-based, but, you know, talk to 10 different colored pencil artists, you may get 10 different answers. I like Stonehenge, um, and I think, Lisa, you like the Fabriano Artistico. Yeah, the, the hot press. Hot Fabri- press. Yeah, English. 140 <laughs> I can't right? <laughs> hot press Fabriano Artistico. Yeah. And I um, want to stress that part. I like the hot press. Don't get yeah. cold press. It is not the same. It's too rough. Yeah, that that uh, finish is a little rougher, and then they do have another finish as well. I can't remember what it's called, um, but it's a kind of unique to Fabriano Artistico uh, paper, something they came out with kind of recently. All right, next question: Can I use lower grade colored pencils and still get a decent effect with Gamsel? I have a few open stock Prismacolors, but I don't have the money to go buy the entire set. I have a lot of Crayola and Artist Loft colored pencils, though. Could I get decent effects with those? Uh, no. You, well, <laughs> I don't want to say no, that. I'm, I've seen no, people get decent effects, but they're going to fade. They're not the, like fast. These, they're not like fast. The right. Not like fast. And you're going to work twice as hard trying to get yes. some pigment down on the paper. And you're, it's going to be frustrating. And the amount of time and effort that is going to be required to do that, you mm-hmm. you, you could have, you know, you could have just bought the right products and used that. And I'm not trying to sound harsh, but I'm just saying that just give it a try. Just, and a lot just of try them, too, like the Crayola and such, they have so much wax. They're all wax, little pigment. When you use the Gamsol, it's... You just get weird results. It's kind of like when I used ColorSoft. I used the Odorless Mineral Spirits with that. They're, they just didn't play nice together. And so that's going to be the case with some of these. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm saying you're making a lot more work for yourself. I would rather see you use less quality pencils than a whole bunch of crappy pencils. Yeah, because here's the thing. There's a reason why they're less expensive. The reason why they're inexpensive, um, if they're a scholar brand or a student brand, because the dyes and the pigments are just not the same quality. So, The next question. With watercolor pencil, are you able to get results using water as good as using the mineral spirits or other solvents with regular colored pencil? This is hard. They're two different mediums. I mean, you're going to get different results. I'm, I've seen watercolor artists do things that look like an oil painting so it's not that it can't be done it's a different process and if i were to try to do to use watercolor pencils and with the water the way that i use regular colored pencils and odorless mineral spirits my results would be completely different in order to make the watercolor pencil look like the colored pencil i would have to adjust my techniques by a lot to make that happen 
Uh, okay. Uh, we have we have slightly different take on that. I, I think a little bit. I mean, I, I think you can get some decent results. I agree with you that yeah, your your techniques will be different. But I mean, it's it's not something that that's kind of a hard one to answer. I mean, it, it just comes down to practicing it and figuring out how. Um, you would render something with water and the watercolor pencils. Um, the watercolor pencil, they're not I have permanent light they're, colored pencil. They're going to lift. So you can't layer. A lot of what you're doing is going to yeah. have to be done differently. Yeah. But, but I mean, as far as just the rudimentary technique of laying down the pigment and then taking uh, something to break the pigment down, and move it around, That that's the same. And so it's just practice as far as getting it to do then what you want. But see, you don't really use odorless mineral spirits, right? No, I do. I, I do use I do The use way that Gamsel I would do them are the so severely different and making it work right would be mm-hmm. like huge, the difference. It depends on the effect that you're wanting too. I mean, this is a tough question because it depends on what exactly they're they're after. You know, I don't I don't know. I usually, if I'm using watercolor pencils, I don't use water with them. I use them uh, as a pencil by themselves. But if I'm using regular wax based or oil based uh, colored pencils, then if I'm using Gamsel with it, I'm just you know I'm using Gamsel in a very a limited way when I need it to do a l- large coverage area. So to answer your question on this mm-hmm. one, John is wrong. I am right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you always say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's always true. <laughs> I well, think I mean, I'm hilarious. To answer, <laughs> to answer a question, though, I mean, or his, I'm not sure who asked that. Um, are you able to get results using water uh, yeah i mean you are it's just it's just practice and figuring yeah, oh, it out can be what done. and, it absolutely and can yeah be it done. can be done and and uh, and it depends on the look that you're going for it There's is artist, it is a different Rebecca look. something and she does oh, i wish i remembered her last name right now she does wildlife in watercolor mm-hmm. and you would never guess they're not what you would expect from watercolor they look i mean photorealistic they're yeah, amazing now those, right now those are the kind of watercolor renderings that i really like <laughs> me too um, and i don't know how to do it yeah, well, I don't either, but those are the kind I like. The, the traditional watercolor look where it's all out of control and all that, and it b- melts into the other colors and stuff, that's just not the look I like and I'm going for. Yeah. And, and if that's what you're intending by this question, by this question is asking um, if you can get that kind of look or are you trying to get the same kind of look that we're doing with a regular wax-based or oil-based pencil, then... You know, that then that changes the flavor of this question considerably. And, yeah, then I don't know. I mean, you, you could probably get that same kind of look, but it, I think it would be it would be harder. It would be more difficult. I just use just use wax or oil based pencils and and Gamsel or some kind of uh, odorless mineral spirits. All right. Is fixative a must to use when finishing colored pencil artwork? Um, I think so, because you want to protect it. I would want to, um, I mean, it's not an absolute, but here's the thing. If you're using a wax-based pencil, especially Prismacolor Premier, then you will probably have some uh, wax bloom. It's quite possible that you will. One of the good ways of, of protecting that and eliminating that, and it will never happen again, is using fixative. 
And so it's just a it's it's just it a good on thing the pencil, to do though, because yeah, you've does. got Faber Castell will tell you they don't recommend using it with their product, and not all fixatives play nice with all colored pencils. So you if always it is have you're to test with, it. Test absolutely. You got to test it. Yeah, always test it. But no, I don't put any finishing on mine. But again, I don't work in Prismacolor, so I don't get the wax bloom. With the Luminance, I've never seen a wax bloom with that. I've never had problems with it. And with of course Polychromos. Um, they don't recommend using it anyway, so I don't use fixatives on mine. But I do always frame them behind glass. Um, yeah, just I think it makes. Yeah, I think it makes it look nicer myself. Um, and and I'm not worried about uh, anything happening. Now to you it use Faber Castell too. What need? Because I'm sure people would be interested yeah. in this. Which fixative do you like? I use that one I can't pronounce. What is it called? Lacaus <laughs> or something? It's a French whatever. So um, something we're going to link use, in the show notes. Yeah, I use that one. And, and I use it on Faber-Castell polychromos pencils. I haven't had any problem at all with it. Good. And, and it works fine. I don't know. I... I I like to. Th- I like the idea, it, at least in my head, if no, if nowhere else, that I've protected this. You know, yeah. I've got it sealed. That kind of thing. Okay. Next question. I have used baby oil as a solvent. I have mm. heard that it is not archival. Is that true? If so, what solvents do you recommend to a colored pencil artist that cannot stand the smell of traditional solvents? If we went to Johnson and Johnson and started asking them about their baby oil and said, "Now, um, when you went through the testing and you started um, talking to artists and and you tested all these different art scenarios for your product, how did that go?" They'd probably look at you like you had three eyes, because it, they do not make baby oil as an an art product. That's not what its intended use is, and so the R and D does not ever involve going to an art studio and trying to figure out how to make this work well with mm-hmm. artist materials. It's just, so if you're an artist, use artist products and try to stay away from that kind of thing. That would be my first yeah. recommendation. It and makes it easier. It doesn't always play nice with the paper. You get some weird results yeah. and it doesn't dry right on one thing. So it's not like you can easily go back over and layer it. I don't like what I've seen with it. I've seen finished products that were pretty. I should rephrase that. But as far as actually working with it, it's not something that I would do. And as far as what solvents we recommend for a colored pencil artist that can't stand the smell of traditional solvents, Gamsol. Gamsol or Mona Lisa odorless paint thinner. They're pretty much the same thing. There's no scent. You're not, it's not going to bug you. Now that said, I still wouldn't use it in a room with like a canary who's super, super sensitive. But if it's the smell itself that bothers you, the Gamsol or Mona Lisa odorless paint thinner, those really don't have the same smells as like terpenoid and some of those that are supposed to be more natural. The smell of those just about kill me. Now, I will say when I work with the Gamsol or Mona Lisa Odorless, when I'm not actually using it right this minute, dipping my brush in it, I keep the lid on it. It's just kind of common sense there because it is still toxic. Even the Gamsol's less toxic yeah. from what they say, but um, both of them have no odor at all. But keep yeah, the lid on and it and then you don't. Uh, and that can be deceptive. So keep yes. that in mind. Yeah, keep the lid on it. But I can say that I am extremely sensitive to a lot of different fumes, like terpenoid, turpentine, a lot of those mm-hmm. things. I can't be in the same room with them. They make my throat and my lungs feel like they're closing up, and it's a horrible experience. I tried a very natural lavender-type paint thinner as well, and that was one of the worst. That was supposed to be all natural, non-toxic. Non-toxic doesn't necessarily mean that it's not an irritant. So keep that in mind when you're looking for things, because there are a lot of things out there that technically would be more non-toxic than some of these other ones, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be safer for you. But I definitely, yeah, odorless mineral spirits like Gamsol or Mona Lisa odorless would be what I would recommend. All right, very good. 
So if you guys would like to continue the discussion, and if you have a question that you would like potentially featured here on the show, you can always go over to sharpenedartist.com slash Q&A or reach out to us on uh, Facebook um, or on Twitter, wherever. Post your question there, and we'll uh, see if we can fit it into a show. Uh, on Facebook, we interact over there on the Colored Pencil Podcast group. And if you want to contact us, you can contact us at podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, I'm okay. going to ask you, is it okay if we stop right here? Because yeah. look at our recording. We're okay. at 25 or 24 okay. minutes. Okay, so um, let's see. Good. I was going. I had one more thing I wanted to